feel Jacob is capable of harming you, Abby? What are you recording me for? Jacob! Stop it now! Mom? It's episode 12 of Watching Horror. I'm Jared, and across the table from me is my wife, Christina. Hey. Hello. Hi. I have a question. Oh, boy. Let's say you found yourself on the FBI's top 10 most wanted list. Ooh. You were at number eight. That's it. Would you be upset that you weren't number one? Yeah. Right? (laughs) No, actually. (laughs) Well, actually, yeah, no, you know what? Yeah, you might as well, because if you're on the top 10 list, you're going to get some serious punishment. Might as well go for broke, right? Right. If you're going to be the worst, don't you want to be the best of the worst? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you remember a time when the FBI most wanted list was a big deal? Yes. It's Back not when John anymore. John Walsh was like, had a, what is that? John Walsh, he had that show. Um, you can do it. America's Most Wanted. That's it. Yeah. You did it. I, I think those two periods of time coincided pretty well. Yeah. Do you think if they brought it back, people would care again? Yeah, I do. Hmm. I do. People really love having someone to point a finger and hate yeah. <laughs> these days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is just a I wonder a, it's a pastime now. Everyone just loves to hate on everyone. Well, it's maybe great. if we brought that back, maybe we wouldn't be nitpicking at everyone's everything. <laughs> like if like if we brought so back confused. America's most wanted. Yeah. And we brought Real people who did real bad things. Mm-hmm. Then we can point our finger at them and we can direct all of our hate there as opposed to redirecting our hate at people who don't share our same opinions. <laughs> maybe Uh-oh. I'm not going to get into it, but I'm just saying well, maybe I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to go any deeper than that. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm just saying maybe there's a, a correlation. Maybe. I don't know. Um, I think it's just redirecting huh. the anger. And the hatred, I don't, you know, maybe you think it's a more worthy cause to direct anger at people who, you know, commit crimes and are violent and terrible. You're not wrong. Right. As usual. (laughs) But, you know, I I don't know. I I don't think it matters. I think whether they're there or not, people are always going to find somebody. That's true. Especially these days. I don't know what it is. The fervor seems to be heightening. Yeah. I have opinions on that. But maybe this might be not, not, might not be the correct platform. Okay. <laughs> I mean, You're this is your soapbox. It is. Isn't it? Uh, yeah. It's whatever you want. Oh, you know what? I'm, mm, I'm going to resist the temptation only because of time. <laughs> okay. Because Fair you enough. know that soapbox can hold my weight for a long time. <laughs> and I have a lot to say about it. So I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to get into it. Okay. But now, if you found yourself on the FBI's most wanted list at number eight, you would not be, you would be a little upset. Well, I think I'd be more annoyed that like I had to probably share a punishment close to whoever's number three. Right. And, and not even be in the top and not even be top three. Would you want to see if you could crack that top five and and work, you know, make it number eight with a bullet? You know what I mean? Trying to reach that top spot. Oh, you think like, like, would you get like, like do worse? You Would know, you want to be make that a crime. goal? Yeah. No. No. I don't think so. All right. Well, maybe that's where we differ. I think I'd just be shocked to be on the list in the first place. Me? You know? Yeah. 
I don't know. I don't know. I think if you're on the most wanted, if you're on the FBI's most wanted list, I don't think there's a lot of shock in those 10 people. I think they know why they're there. What exactly does it take to get there? I don't you know, know what, I mean? what the you criteria. You've got a lot of people doing a whole lot of terrible, terrible things. What, what puts you on the top 10? I don't know. You know. Is it the most heinous of the crimes? Because, yeah, so I don't know. I think, I think I would, if I found myself on the FBI's top 10 wanted list and I wasn't number one, I'd be a little upset, and I think I'd try a little harder to make that spot. Which, yeah. Yeah, I think I would. If you're there anyway. You'd launder money even harder? Yeah. I will launder the shit out of money. Before we get into it, let's do some housekeeping plugs. So you can follow us along on Instagram uh, at Watching Horror Podcast, and you can follow along on Twitter at Watching Horror, and email us at Watching Horror Podcast at gmail.com. And I think that's all the places that you can find us at. Mm-hmm. That's right. enough. Yeah, I think that's enough. I'm not looking for more. Yeah. No. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> it's good for me. All right, then. So it's good for Christina, so we're good <laughs> on that. So let's jump into today's uh, movie here. So today we're going to be talking about 2020's mom mm-hmm. mothers of monsters yeah it's an acronym an acronym yeah so this movie's fairly recent mm-hmm. so i'm gonna throw that spoiler warning out we spoil yeah movie. this is a pretty recent movie i would yeah. uh, i would say the spoiler warnings are yeah i suppose so if you don't like if you don't like okay. that kind of thing you know that's what we're doing mm-hmm. let me tell you real quick what this movie is about here it's about a traumatized single mother who suspects her psychopathic son is preparing to shoot up his school and mother and son shenanigans ensue. <laughs> That's what the movie is about. Shenanigans. Is that what we're going to call that? We're Yeah. <laughs> shenanigans. Shenanigans. All right. Yeah. I guess that's uh that's a that's a word. <laughs> I, it's appropriate. Shenanigans is a word. Yeah. So this movie's a little different than the ones we usually sort of tackle. Yeah. Off the bat, this movie deals with some very heavy-handed themes, I think, of mental illness and school violence. Mm -hmm. Even though, I mean, let's just, we'll skip right to the end here. He doesn't shoot the school up. Mm -hmm. It's not really about that. But it does deal with a lot of mental health issues and Mm -hmm. poses a lot of different questions, I think. Throughout yeah. the movie, you know? A lot of serious, like, real-life things, like violence in the home. Right. Gun violence, uh, mental illness. Yeah. Worrying about your kids. Yeah, it, it touches on a lot of different subjects. And ordinarily, I mean, if, if you listen to our older episodes, you know that we sort of walk you through the movie and we divert here, there, and everywhere uh, along the way. This movie's a little different. Um, it's not about... Killer clowns. It's not about uh, real life ghouls, mm-hmm. and it's not about demonic possession or haunted houses. This is sort of a more of a serious, sort of a tone of a movie than we normally handle. Yeah, that's not going to stop me from making fun of it, though. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to poke fun. So the movie, it's a pretty self-contained movie. It's a found footage movie, but it does it a little interesting way. It doesn't do that handheld shaky cam thing that makes you nauseous Mm -hmm. 
it's done via like a laptop camera laptop camera phone. cell phone camera mm -hmm. and like hidden surveillance cameras mm -hmm. around the house so like most found footage movies it's really small you know and really self-contained you know you're not seeing a larger world you're just seeing this small portion of the world so in this movie what you're seeing is just a mother and son abby who is the mother of course 42 single mother from <laughs> parma ohio that's what she says several times during some of these videos while she's trying to make. Mm -hmm. And she's making these videos about her son, Jacob, 16, 17, who she suspects is a psychopath. Mm -hmm. And she suspects he's going to shoot up his school. Right. You know, we throughout the movie, we see different... In, she talks about different instances of him and some mental health issues mm -hmm. regarding... Um, I think there's depression and there's different other psychopathic tendencies um that he had exhibited over the years yeah they talk about all the ones that you know you hear about in the books you yeah know what i mean yeah uh, they're pretty harming animals ones. harming animals uh, yeah. seeming to have no empathy um yeah or ability to connect right she talks about how he's unable to talk you know how how he can't like have a conversation you know so those really common and uh often talked about what do you call them tropes i suppose symptoms yeah well i mean but i'm talking about uh as far as like the the classic psychopath you know what yeah I mean? e it's these easily digestible symptoms as a viewer right. you can watch it and you don't have to think too hard about it and you don't have to you're not learning you don't need to learn a whole lot of new information i mean i think right off the bat like there's a lot in the beginning of the movie there's a lot of footage of jacob as a small child and i know that that's the actual actor yeah uh, as a small child because i mean it, and i i remember watching the movie and being like well it looks a lot like <laughs> like that yeah. is really good casting jacob is and played then, yeah he's played by a uh, actor named bailey edwards mm -hmm. who's er's anthony edwards Dr. Son, Green. Dr. Green's son. And interestingly enough, in during these home movies, where it was actually Bailey Edwards as a child. And there's an instance off camera you can hear Anthony Edwards talking behind the camera to his son. It's an uncredited voice role, I guess you'd call it. But it's there and it's there's superimposed, I don't know if you call it superimposed audio over it as well to sort of push that narrative it's stubbed along. over, yeah. Yeah, stubbed over yeah. to sort of push that narrative along to reframe what that movie what that you know uh home movie footage actually yeah is. it's almost like it's it's it, it looks like home movie footage that's real but it, like once you told me that we watched we had to watch it a second time because yes. it had there had just been too much time in between and you know when you talk about something in in detail you want to make sure that it's fresh kind yeah. of in your memory so um you know if there's time in between like if there are reasons why for whatever reason we can't record yeah um, we went two time weeks goes time. by yeah yeah if time goes by we'll watch the movie again just to you know just to make sure that you're like you're not just talking about nonsense right and it's fresh um after you learn uh that that little factoid when you see it the second time you know you can easily see it just being like muted footage and then you know abby abby's character uh speaking you know, speaking over it. Over it, yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. Um, and kind of, you know, pushing these uh, ideas of Jacob being, you know, sort of this, quote, like, bad kid. Yeah. You know, like, don't hurt that animal. 
don't throw mud at the little girl. Uh, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? The only time that, uh, you know, uh, sleeping Jacob is my favorite Jacob, she says. Yeah. Because he throws tantrums and... Tires himself out. You know, hours long tantrums. Yeah. Things like that. Yeah. You know, and that's interspliced with, between what you'd see, like, as the current um, narrative where she sort of pulls out examples of in the past he had guns and ammo magazines mm -hmm. and sort of drew up his blueprint of the school and a route that he would take, mm -hmm. you know, which is a little on the nose, I think. And from from the viewer's standpoint, it's a little on the nose mm -hmm. about, you know, the school shooter thing, mm -hmm. you know. So we, we see these different things are interspliced throughout the, the movie. Just really give you that backstory without taking too much time. Mm -hmm. It gives you, I think it gives you the highlights of where we're at with Abby. She sort of describes herself and she describes her son. Mm -hmm. And you're off to the races with this movie. And you watch this relationship with this mother and son. If you'd even call it a relationship, um, this fractured, in, these fractured interactions, I guess, at this point. Yeah. You know, it's a, I'm going to say it off the bat here. I don't like the characters. I think the acting is great. I think the, 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 the guy who plays Jacob and the woman who plays Abby mm -hmm. are great. Mm -hmm. Abby's played by Melinda Page Hamilton. Mm -hmm. I got that right. Um, memory. <laughs> and Bailey Edwards, I think they did a great job with the roles. Absolutely. But I didn't like the characters. Well, they're I don't so, think you're supposed to. They're both so unlikable. Yeah. They and I think that... Both get a smack. Fuck. <laughs> I think they're supposed to be unlikable. Jacob is definitely supposed to be yes. unlikable. I mean, you know, throughout the entire movie, we see him throwing tantrums and fits. Obviously, the end of the movie ties his mother up, for God's sake. Um, tases her. He's supposed to be the villain, I suppose. Yes, um, for sure. And uh, but Abby has many flaws and yeah. uh, is also really unlikable as a character. Um, I'm not sure if the intention is for her to be someone you're supposed to feel bad for and root for. You know, when you watch the movie, you hear her call her son a creep. Yeah. Um, she takes his medication. You know what I mean? At one point, she starts talking about the medication that like yeah. he takes, and she's like, "Oh, he takes it." Then here's the Adderall, but she just kind of like pops one. Yeah, I don't know if those are supposed to be hers or not, but whatever. You it's know? not super clear. It's not if very that's clear. Hers or his. Yeah, but she's like showing you all his pill bottles and stuff like that, and then she just kind of like cracks one open and takes one. I just assumed because she was talking about Adderall from mm -hmm. all things that she uh, that she was popping one of his pills. You know, she she just she calls him just these mean sort of names you know and yeah she feeds really into it almost mean things about him too yeah so she becomes unlikable um as the story i think in the beginning you're supposed to you know you're supposed to feel bad uh for what it looks like she's going through because right off the bat you see a lot of friction between her and jacob I and mean, he's very angry and he's very um combative yeah particularly with her you know you see him talk to his grandmother in different it seems like movies. only with her his uh, his girlfriend or friends. Yeah, he 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 speaks to his father over the phone in the movie. Yeah, but the only yeah the only person that he's like that with is his mother. Yeah, we see him speak to his grandmother, mm -hmm. and his grandmother is in complete denial over sort of his behavior. Yeah, and has that boys will be boys sort of yeah. attitude behind it. 
um, we see him interact with his friend, which he's fine with until we find out that, you know, Jacob is also a racist when he finds out that his friend is Jewish. Yeah, he uh, seems to be some kind of also like a neo-Nazi. He's got a he's got a gas mask with a swastika, with a swastika on, the, on the forehead. On the forehead and yeah. He claims at least to stop being friends with his friend because he's Jewish. Right. And he's as a he's a lizard, lizard named, Adolf. Get, named Adolf. Yeah. Which apparently what you learn is not the first lizard he's named Adolf. Yeah. And that's one of the things about this movie too that's sort of consistent is the vagary. Yeah. You know, you're not it's kind of I don't know if maybe I'm not getting Maybe I'm not getting it, like the complete story. Maybe I'm not smart enough to get it. Some of these things are like, like you said before about the pills. Like I'm not, I didn't really understand. I didn't get whether they were hers or his. Was he stealing? She's stealing it. You know. Why would he be stealing it? I, I'm talking about him. I'm sorry. Whether she's taking his pills or those pills oh, are for her. Gotcha. Also, the stuff with Abby has an issue with her hands. Mm -hmm. You know, throughout the movie, she's wearing gloves. Mm -hmm. And you don't understand, you don't know why until like the last 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah. It's never, a, it's never mentioned. It's just seen until the, tw the, the, the last 20 minutes of the movie where she mentions that her, apparently she has some kind of like psoriasis on her hands. Yeah. That's isolated to her hands. And she's always wearing gloves, I guess, to whatever, to mitigate the itch or whatever. I don't know. But, well, she has, she puts, you know how like there's that, um, it's not a, what do you call it? It's a, it's a common, um, cure for, uh, or a way to treat dry hands. You put moisturizer on your hands and then you put your hands in gloves. Yeah. And you like just leave them like that for right. a long time. But you don't know that like as the viewer, you just see her always wearing different yeah. kinds of gloves. No, no, no. I know. I'm just saying that it's a treatment. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then you don't see it till the end when she's locked in the closet. Where she says her hands are getting better. Yeah. And she's like, you're putting something in my drugs or whatever she said. And she like, said, well, you're putting something in my mitts. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, well, like, oh, she's got an issue with her hands. Right. She's got an issue with her hands. Like, But her hands were getting better when she wasn't using this stuff. So she says, were you putting something in my mittens or whatever it was? And I was like, well, why were you wearing the gloves if yeah. there was nothing wrong with them? And like, why was that? It didn't need to be there. You know, like I found that. Oh, I think that. Oh no no no! I don't I don't agree with that. I think that needed to be there because it it he um so so throughout the movie yeah you see her wearing gloves and uh, I think personally I took it as her just being over paranoid for some reason like not wanting to leave fingerprints. I got the fingerprinting too. Yeah. Reason. So I accepted it as that. And then when she's in the closet later on in the movie, and we'll get to that part later, but. You know, she's like, why are my hands better? There are instances throughout the movie, though, where she does mention her hands and how they itch and how she has to get the cream for her hands. Right. She talks about that. And you also see her applying the cream yeah. to her hands um, at one point of the movie, that part where he throws a chair at her from the closet. Yeah. yeah. Um, when she takes away his PlayStation. Yeah. Um, she's applying cream to her hands like right there on the couch. Yeah. So it's not like it's not brought up. It's brought up many times. But you don't really, I, at least for me, I agree. Like I didn't really quite get it till the end. Like why are my hands better? But don't forget he steals all this stuff from the uh, chemistry lab in right. and his school. Yes. And that's another and part. Yeah. Part of the stuff that I, at least I what I think it's supposed to be. 
Uh, but I, but I think the they say that he takes um, formaldehyde, formaldehyde, and, and sodium hydroxide. I think yeah. he's putting the sodium hydroxide in because it's like a really heavy base that will burn your skin. That's probably what the sodium hydroxide was for. And you're probably right. Um, so I don't think it's something that everyone was supposed to know, but I think maybe it's something that, like, if you do happen to know that, then that that's kind of a, it's just a, I don't know. I think it's a little like an Easter egg kind of thing? I don't know. Maybe somebody has a degree in chemistry or something. Or maybe okay. someone has some kind of a common knowledge of, I don't know, sodium hydroxide. Would it, it, Think of it like lye. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just a really heavy base that will burn you. You'd need, like, something like vinegar or whatever to counteract the and of course you know my first thought goes to fight club uh everyone of course yeah Yeah. everybody who heard me say that just now thought of fight club i guarantee it yeah i did and if you haven't you probably just haven't seen it so we should probably go see that it's a really good movie (laughs) that i walked out on strangely yeah first uh time i saw it and you saw it in the theater right i saw it in the theater yeah bayside movie theater on boulevard back forever ago things been closed for like over a decade oh my god Um, saw it there and i walked out (laughs) I couldn't. I saw right through it. I was like, this is such, it's trying way too hard. <laughs> sometimes, like, you, you know, sometimes things just depend on, like, the perspective and how you feel at the time that you're watching it. Yeah. Some things can be, like, really, like, Fight Club is a really good movie. Yeah. I don't care. Like, it's a really good movie. Yeah. But, like, if you're looking at it at a certain way, you can see it trying way too hard and just being completely turned off by it. So you walked out of that. I did. Have you walked out of any other movies? Yes. What else did you walk out of? I don't remember. Hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I'm pretty sure I have, though. I just can't remember what. I've only walked out of two. Mm. I've walked out of Robin Williams' Toys. Oh, okay. I walked out of that one. I saw that in the movie theater. Mm-hmm. I was a kid. I was like, what, 10, okay. 11, something like that? That was a crazy one. Yeah, yeah, I walked out in the middle of that. I saw that with a friend, and we just walked out. I was like, this movie sucks. <laughs> Did Probably. you sneak into a different one? No. I don't think that wasn't. No. 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 Uh, I did not sneak into another one that particular time. No. And I also walked out of Dracula Dead and Loving It with Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what the really annoying part of that is? I think... I stayed with that movie for maybe 15 minutes before me and a friend of mine just got up and left. We're like, this movie sucks. We just walked out. We didn't give it any time at all. And it wasn't until years later where I actually watched that movie again. I was like, this movie's fucking funny. Same thing with Toys. Toys is a pretty good movie. It's really weird. You know, granted, a movie Toys is not for a 10-year-old. Granted. Some of those Robin Williams movies are out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like he's a comedian. Yeah, he was genie, blah, blah, blah. Like, a lot of people remember Robin Williams very fondly. But if you think of some of the movie, like, What Dreams May Come. What Dreams May Come, yeah. Do you remember that one part where everybody's, like, where they're walking on people's faces? Yeah, that was fucked up. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, there's some crazy shit. Robin Williams is in some crazy movies. You yeah. You think about it, but. He was in that other one where he was that um, stalker guy. Um, what was it called? Oh, Photo booth? Fo- or um, Photo lab? Oh, what the fuck was the name of that? Oh, hold on. One hour photo. Yeah. Yeah. One hour photo. Yes. That was pretty fucking. That was a crazy, crazy movie. Crazy movie too. We should do that one. Yeah. That's a good one. think about that. Yeah. Yeah. So I walked out of those two movies. But just to go. Let's get back to 
the movie here. Not about the ones we've walked out of, but the ones we've actually <laughs> that sat we're talking through about, yeah. and watched. We watched this movie twice. Mm-hmm. We watched it once, and I liked it. I liked the movie the first time we saw it. Mm-hmm. We had to watch it again because every time we went to record in the past two weeks, honestly, something got in the way. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it be helicopters or other things, just got in the way of recording. So we wound up having to watch it again. Yeah. Watching it the second time, I didn't like it as much. I remember talking to you and saying, I don't know if this movie would hold up to multiple viewings. Yeah, but I'm not so sure that it's supposed to. You're probably right. It's not a movie where you just throw on. Yeah. You know, and watch it a bunch of times. Because I think there's so many things in this movie that lead you down one way, but it takes you down somewhere else Mm -hmm. at the last minute. You know, there's a school shooter thing, which doesn't happen no yeah you know yeah there's the they also there's something else about the movie that they tease this thing about abby's brother jerry Mm -hmm. they sort of allude to it throughout the movie and it becomes more prevalent as the movie goes on you learn that abby is was traumatized and paranoid about her son uh, jacob Mm -hmm. because of her brother Jerry, mm-hmm. her brother, who was a shooter, who was a mass shooter, mm-hmm. who he killed seven kids, seven, I think, who yeah. were at like a makeout point type yeah, place, exactly, um, and then turned the gun on himself, mm-hmm. and that was obviously a traumatizing event, mm-hmm. but it also led her to keep a watchful eye on Jacob and having him exhibiting these symptoms, you know, was kind of a in the forefront of her mind is. Something like this genetic was kind of brought up a mm-hmm. bunch. You know, when she spoke about it with her mother, her mother kept on giving her the brush off this this denial that the grandmother has about her own, you know, shooter son mm-hmm. and her grandson. Mm-hmm. And you can see, I guess, you know, talking about it now, I guess you can see why Abby is the way she is. She's a single mother, as she said, so she's divorced. She's 42. She's 42. She's a single mother. Single mother, right? She has a more than probably psychotic son, psychopathic son. Well, he's definitely a sociopath. Yeah. Um, Jacob's character, I think, he's definitely a sociopath, and he definitely knows how to get what he wants. Very manipulative. He's very manipulative. He's very smart um, and, you know, gifted in, in many other ways as well. Again, another... Um, Another piece that pits that pits. <laughs> Another piece that fits the profile. Yeah. Um, you know, someone who's thought to be a psychopath would be highly intelligent as well. Of course, yeah. Um so he excels in science. He's very good in school, gets good grades. We also learn that he's really a great piano player. Yes. Um, yeah. Obviously a very talented and intelligent kid mm-hmm. for sure. Who's like in this battle with his mother, but she's dealing with being a single mother, a single mother to that kid with all of these issues and mm-hmm. ag- aggressive issues. Yeah. Violent, also, aggressive issues. Absolutely. And being on the, a sort of collateral damage toward, from her brother's mass shooting as you find out, like she really looked up to her brother Seems and she way. really sort of were, was close to him to a certain point before he drifted away and you know 
did what he did. There's that. And also having to deal with a mother who lives in this fantasy world where bad things don't exist. You know what I mean? Where she doesn't want to talk and doesn't like to think about what happened with her, you know, with her son. And when confronted with the issues with Jacob, she brushes them aside as this boys will be boys mentality. And, mm-hmm. you know, ah, it's just a, you know, just a regular. You mean the kid. grandmother. The grandmother. Yeah. Okay. So Abby is sort of left to her own devices yeah. almost at every turn. She and tries to get help many times as well. Yeah, and she reaches out to her old, to, yeah. right, her old therapist played by Ed Asner, which was really weird. <laughs> I thought I didn't expect to see him. <laughs> you know, we see sort of that interaction between those two. So she reaches out for help to him and he doesn't even give her any real assistance or help. Yeah. You know what I mean? So everyone which, seems to turn it right back at her. Yeah. Have you looked at yourself though? Right. You know what I mean? Um I felt really bad for her in that sense. Yeah. Because it seems like, you know, you you say to yourself, like, I mean, like, she's, like, putting up cameras in her house to catch her son doing whatever. You know what I mean? But, like, when you think about it, like, you would think how ridiculous, you know what I mean, to, like, put up hidden cameras all over your house. Like, you're getting paranoid and crazy now. But no one listens to her. You know what I mean? Right. She has no proof because Jacob and you see it in the movie as well seems to be really good at kind of getting the upper hand yeah um, kind of beating her to the punch in the in a in a sense um, <laughs> almost every sense <laughs> yeah you know i mean yeah basically but uh, you know but but uh, kind of he's really good at covering his tracks yeah he's really good at planning ahead um he seems to know how to get away with murder almost and yeah. uh, gets what he wants just about all the time Except that PlayStation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Abby's a mother that has a real, you know, she has a real reason to feel the way that she feels about her son. Yeah. She has a reason to suspect him of possibly being a mass shooter, I think. She has a good reason to suspect him of being a psychopath. Mm-hmm. She has a good reason to be afraid of him. She has nowhere to turn. Right. You know what I mean? She has nowhere... Nowhere to go with any of it. You know, any support system isn't there. Right. You know, and she sets up these cameras and you're watching this fan footage movie is she's obviously a woman who's reached the end of her rope in the sense where she felt she feels that she's tried every avenue to get her son help. She's met with one obstacle or another or Jacob has outsmarted Mm -hmm. the people who were brought in to help him over the years. Yeah. So. She seems, I think, where she feels like she sees things that other people don't or he's able to cover or trick them into not believing. Right. You know, so she sets up these. She's She records him often with her phone while he's, I think they called it like once monstering out when he's having mm-hmm. like a temper tantrum. Yeah, he's in his room slamming, slamming shit, shit around. Yeah, screaming and yelling. Yeah. Exactly. But he seems to sort of caught on to the the, the camera phone thing where he doesn't behave a certain way because of it. So she sets up surveillance cameras throughout her house. And that's pretty much how you, we see the movie. She sets up little cameras in like a picture frame, like mm-hmm. nanny cams and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And that's how we sort of see this sort of unfolding where she's not trying to get him help anymore. She's trying to identify behavior 
mm-hmm. to show other people, to help she's other people. Like, that, and also I think she's trying to like prove to, look, look, he does this. Right. You know Absolutely, I mean? like, right. It's not, I, I think it's that, but I think it's also like, there you go. Finally. Like, now I can like show this to someone because she, remember she shows it, she shows it to her, you know, said Ed Asner, you know, her, yeah, her old the therapist. therapist. Um, she shows him the footage. That's why he calls her. Right. And then he asks her, you know, all those questions about herself. Right. You know, he turns it around. Yeah. Yeah. And I think at that point, like once that happens, because she's like, I finally have the footage there. See? Right. And then it gets turned back around at her. She's like, all right, that's it. Yeah. She's met now what? every at every turn. She can't win. Right. You know, she can't win. And it's interesting. To, while we're on the subject, there are while we while we watch this movie via different cameras, it's done in almost um, almost vignettes in a way mm-hmm. where we're seeing different scenes. And we're brought out of it. Scenes are changed by, like, files being closed and re- and open. So you're seeing a desk, you know, the desktop. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You see a computer desktop and um, someone is controlling the mouse and is just kind of clicking on random videos. And moving them into different folders. Yeah, moving them into different folders. Yeah. Um, Seems like there's one instance where it's Abby doing it and another instance where it's uh, Jacob doing it. Right. They're two different um, folders that they get put into. They're two. Di- yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, when it, it's there's this interesting um, thing that they put in that I really liked. There's an awful sound that I think it's meant to disturb you. Every, I don't know, 10 minutes or so, you hear this like, boing, boing. Like this awful sound. Every time a video switches. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you'll see it like rewind or it'll be in between videos. Yeah. Like one video will close, you'll see the mouse on the desktop and then boom. moving to another thing right. and you'll hear that sound. And when you're watching the movie, it's just this really irritating, awful sound. You don't know what it is. And then at one point you see that it's Jacob watching all the videos that his mother, you know, has made uh, talking about him candidly. You know, as a mom, we have our own feelings about our kids and we have our own thoughts about our kids sometimes. All of those things are natural. Mm-hmm. Sometimes things you just, you have a bad day and there's a bad instance and you have some bad thoughts. That that That's normal and that's natural. Um, you don't want your kids to be privy to those things, though, because your right. kids don't know that that's just normal and natural, and they'll obviously take that personally. Right. So for Jacob to see that, I think it's pretty startling. And I think awful. Yeah. You know. So we find out. So we find out that Jacob is holding a rubber band in his hand. Right. And he's watching these videos, and in between, he's like, you know, tears are like streaming down his face as he's watching. Yeah. As he's watching yeah. her. Yeah. Talk about him calling him a creep. Yeah. Talking about how he went to bed, talking about how, you know, just, just her venting just about her son awful, to this camera. Yeah. You know, yeah. But yeah, just, and I think that's really, you know, it is what it is, you know? Yeah. But uh, that's hard to watch as a, as the kid that's causing all of it. You and, know what I mean? Who's yeah. The, or who's the fo- focus of it? So he's bopping that rubber band. Yeah. You know, so you hear. You know, throughout the movie, you're like, oh, what is that noise? 
Then you get to see you it. Get to what see. it is. He's watching these videos. That's how you're able to see all of this is because he's, you know, Abby sets up like this command center in her closet in her bedroom. Yeah, with her laptop. With her laptop and stuff like that. And she sets up all these cameras in the house to catch everything. And she's like a live feed um, on her computer. So that's at one point, Jacob is just in her closet watching all the watching he all finds, the videos. Yeah, so that's cameras, that's yeah. how you're able to see all of this stuff. It's, right. you know, Jacob in the closet watching it. I didn't realize, like, I, f- I hated that sound when we were watching the movie the first time. Yeah, me too. When we saw it the second time, it... See, this is where, like, I don't necessarily agree with the it doesn't hold up to multiple viewings. Because hmm. when I watched it the second time, every time I heard that sound of that rubber band, I knew that Jacob was watching. And, like, just hearing what she had just said about him... Or what she was looking through in his room, you know, his privacy she was invading and, you know, uh, just her investigating whatever she felt like she needed to investigate. Mm. You know that he's watching that. Yeah. And it changes the way you feel. That sound of the rubber band went from being really irritating me, like it went from irritating me because I didn't I didn't know what the sound was. To like it making me like, oh, poor Jacob. You know what I mean? Like, I did like that part. I did like the idea that, you know, you're watching this movie, these these files, whatever, and you're watching them through Jacob's eyes. Right. You know, I like that idea. Like he found them and he's watching it, you know, and I did. This is the second instance of the movie where you're you question how bad is Jacob? Yeah. Because there's at one point after a a big blowout argument between Jacob and his mother, his mother falls asleep on the couch mm-hmm. and Jacob, you know, they have this big blow up argument. Jacob goes to the room, slams the door and Abby falls asleep on the couch, whatever. The next day, Jacob emerges from his room, sees his mother sleeping on the couch. He gets a blanket and sort of yeah, covers her and just kind of, you know, and he looks and he kind of, you know, slowly you know, walks out the door and cleans you know, up the table and cleans up the table. Some of the mess yeah. that they, that kind of during the fight that they had, mm-hmm. and you kind of get this glimpse of no, 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 no mess. Uh, it's her wine glass. Her wine glass. Sorry, and but you get this glimpse of like I don't want to say remorse, but but there's a glimpse of caring. Yeah, you know, he doesn't seem sorry for it, right? But he does seem to there's an, there's a there's a effort minor, granted. Mm-hmm. But there's something there. You know, there's this human side. It's not, you know, there's a there's a glint of humanism in the monster there, yeah. you know? Well, that's that's the thing about monsters. Well, right. You know, there's always a glint of humanism in monsters. But that's right. So, yeah. and then that's the second part, right? So, you see that. And then when you see sort of as the movie goes on, you know, these different things happen. And when you see Jacob watching this, these you know, movies and, you know, he's got tears rolling down his eyes and, you know, and you do feel for him in that moment, mm-hmm. you kind of, you're like, Oh fuck. Mm-hmm. Where it's a genuine, where you can see where she had mentioned where he just doesn't seem to connect with people yeah, or doesn't connect with her where he, you know, her opinion of him does actually matter to him. Yeah. You know what I mean? It does. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, scratching the surface a little bit, there's no responsibility for his actions, 
you know what I mean? It's not, you know, there's nothing behind the words that she says and why she's saying them. That's not clear on if that's a, you know, it's not clear if that's a, you know, uh, a concept that he's thinking about of why these things are being done. Of course, you know, it's more than that. But once we see that, that part where Jacob's watching the movie and crying, then a switch flips Mm -hmm. because we know as the viewer that he knows about the cameras. Abby does not know he knows about the cameras. Right. And that's where the movie takes the turn. Yeah. You know, it takes a left turn and you don't see it coming. A hard left turn. You think this movie's going one way, but it's not. It goes a completely different way. Yeah. You know, and the way it goes is sort of this is the moment where Jacob, what you're supposed to think, believe that Jacob kind of snaps and goes all in. Right. You know. Right. The The movie leads up to make you think that he's gearing up to shoot his school up. But that's not even, that's not what's happening at all. Right. Um, I don't even think that was on his radar. You know, Jacob, Jacob has um, a shock collar. Oh, that yeah. he steals from his neighbor. Yeah. And he has a taser. Mm-hmm. So, but he doesn't have any guns. Um, he, he, he walks around a guns and ammo store, but you never really see him go in. Right. Yeah. Um, he just kind of walks him. past it and he has those magazines. And I really don't understand where the the blueprints for the school and stuff. According to her, he did it for geometry. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. So I, I don't know. There, None of that ever really seems to happen. So she talks a lot about um, projecting uh, her own trauma onto Jacob. You know, what he even if it's mentions me? that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, she's like, what if it's not him? What if it's me? Right. You know, and so she she's even able to admit that. And there's never an instance where that's even like a possibility. Like, like there, he never has a gun. Right. You know, she goes into his closet. Um, she she doesn't find any. You'd think that in his, she finds his gas mask with the swastika on it. Yeah. She finds all you know his other stuff. Um, but there, there's no ammo, there's no weapons, there's no nothing in there. Right. So there's really no indicator that he's actually planning on doing this. Right. But what does end up happening instead is that, you know, he ends up attacking his mother. Yeah. Rather than attacking the children at the school or, you know, but his classmate. He ends up attacking her. In a pretty fucked up way. Yeah. Um, and this is kind of like the part where I went from feeling really bad for Jacob to being like, it's kind of hard to feel bad for Jacob. You lose any sympathy. No, I wouldn't say no? that. No. No, 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 no. I have a uh, pretty limitless well of sympathy when it comes to bad guys. You know, I, there's something about like tying up your mom. Yeah, that's what he does. You know, Jacob yeah. ties up his mom. and. Uh, but even before that, though, before he even ties his mom up, like he he plays these little mind games right before, though. I mean, she... Yeah. He sets the cameras up in her room without her knowing. So she wakes up. We see her wake up in her bed. She can't. She notices the picture frame where the camera was on is now on her, mm-hmm. like her bureau. Mm-hmm. And she looks at that and she kind of make and she then she realizes like, fuck, She's he knows. Yep. He knows. And she tries to leave her room and get shocked. Mm-hmm. He's set up some electrical, you know, he 
electrified the doorknob in her room with the shock collar with the sh- yeah mm-hmm. and knocks her out when she comes to she's in her room tied up in a chair mm-hmm. with um the ca- you know facing a camera mm-hmm. and a tv or a screen rather mm-hmm. whereas she can see jacob and jacob can see her yeah well you know? he tases her don't forget she she wakes up and she can't Right, so she wakes up and sees that, and he's locked in the closet, right? But then at some point he comes out of the closet with the yeah. mask on, right? And then he and and she's tied up, but he he tases her, doesn't he, to knock her out? Yeah, because he wants her to, he wants to make his own movie, right? Right, he wants to, he wants to make he wants to make other videos instead, so he has a script prepared. So there's a part one and a part two, apparently. Mm-hmm. And he's not letting her in on what he's doing. He's playing mind games. Yeah. Where he says, part one, I want you to say, right. you know, these lines. Essentially, he's setting up where she's going to be telling the camera that she's the one who's crazy. Right. Not her son. She's crazy. Mm-hmm. And, and she refuses to do it. Right. You know, she doesn't want to say these things to the camera. You know, she's trying to pleading with him. And we see him come into the room with the gas mask. And he's kind of a taller, lanky guy. Mm. And he comes in with that gas mask. And I got to tell you, that's fucking creepy. Yeah, he looked really creepy with the you mask know? on. Yeah. Yeah. Real creepy. Mm-hmm. And he's got the, like the, um, he's a very, you know, he's a very skinny guy. Um, but he's got that black, um, like, wife beater tank top and the black boots and the black pants. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and he comes in with that, with the Nazi gas mask it's yeah. it's unsettling he's know? a really good actor he's very good he's a really good actor they're both guy. very very good yeah the both of them really did do their parts very well i agree they, i have to yeah, say really great yeah i was uh super impressed with the acting yeah me absolutely too. me too for sure their characters came across very strong yeah and i think there were very clear definitions of who each of them were yes you know what i mean there, there are ambiguities in the movie and like what's going on and um but the characters themselves i think are very well established yeah um, and uh stay true i think they do a good job for what they have to do mm-hmm. for sure you know and i think i think it's hard because half of that movie is them acting into the camera yeah. not with somebody else mm-hmm. you know they're only really acting with each other more or less no one else you know, they're either acting with each other or by themselves, by themselves into the camera. Yeah. And that's, I think that's tough to do, mm-hmm. you know, but it comes across really, really well, mm-hmm. you know, and especially Jacob. There are several parts in this last third of the movie gets scary when I, when him sort of freaking out and those, them having their confrontations and things like that, you know, he comes across just like a dickhead 17 year old, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? That sort of teenage angst know it all thing know it all really obnoxious piece of shit like everybody was at that age you know what i mean every like every 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 17 year old ever just amped up more Mm -hmm. but i mean i never threw a brick off an overpass to a highway you know and i never hurt animals or anything like that but like i was a complete shithead when i was at it when i was uh you know that age like for sure. Set parks on fire, though. That's listen. Let's not. Let's not. Wasn't trying to hurt anybody. I understand that. I'm just saying. I we was all, bored. 
And when I, I was that, bored. I think that so is Jacob <laughs> with a they, lot of different things. Boredom can lead to destructive habits. Okay. Exactly. So when I was bored. You have to remember something. Jacob didn't grow up in New York City. Yeah. Okay. Jacob grew up in Ohio. Yeah. Pretty sure that that's like the peak of excitement. Mm. Maybe. A place like that. A person like Jacob probably should have grown up in New York City. Yeah. Or at least a city. I don't know. Mm. Like a bigger city. Yeah. You know why? Because something like that, like when you're growing up with that sort of angry at the world attitude, you know, which is often coupled with just being a dickhead at that age. Mm -hmm. You know, when you put those two and two together, it's not a super great combination. Mm. But what kind of keeps you at a manageable level is getting your ass kicked from time to time <laughs> because your attitude is sucks so much. You know what I mean? Or having a place to channel it. There's also that. <laughs> it's not always I can't that. speak to that, but I can speak. <laughs> hobbies. Hobbies are important. They are. <laughs> and I had hobbies. They were self-destructive hobbies. However, <laughs> they were hobbies. But for real, I mean, the these the things that kind of keep you in check and kind of keep you from getting a little too big for your britches and losing yourself in your own attitude mm -hmm. is someone just smacking the shit out of you every now and again. Yeah. So you're like, oh, wait, yeah, I'm not, maybe I'm not as hot shit as I think I am. Right. You know what I mean? You need that. Yeah, Jacob pretty you need much that. went unchecked. Somebody needs to, yeah, exactly. Someone needs to keep you in line. Yeah. And not just through discipline, but from you just mouthing off to the wrong person yeah. or you overstepping your bounds too many times where somebody just knocks you in your place. Yeah. You know, that's the truth of it. You know what I mean? That's And that's just That's the how way you turn is. into a criminal mastermind though. You know what I mean? You're smart in a place like that. You kind of learn how to, how to, grab the reins and control everything because not for nothing like it seems like everyone it seems like everyone where he was was just not quite up to his level you know right. what i mean so he knew how to manipulate everybody yes and when you go unchecked for that long and even your own parents can't like prove that you're a like with video evidence can't like prove to anyone's satisfaction that you're a maniac right that's how you become a criminal mastermind. And you know what I mean? You just go unchecked for too long and you just learn the ropes. Right. You know what I mean? At that point, you just, your operation just gets bigger and bigger right. from there. Well, you also, know what I mean? <laughs> there's that element of slipping through the cracks, yeah. like at that age, because if you remember, he could not be diagnosed as a psychopath because he was not 18 yet. Right. And according to these different parameters and guidelines and whatnot, the diagnosis of psychopath cannot be attributed to children. Right. You know what I mean? And being under 18 is still qualifies as technically a child. And I think that's because the um, the diagnosis of a psychopath comes with the intent of doing harm. Right. You know what I mean? And I think that um, that's the difference between being a sociopath and being a psychopath. I actually know there are a lot of differences between being a sociopath and being a psychopath. But um, one of the main ones are... You know, sociopaths um, are more emotionally manipulative and care a lot about what happens to them, mm. uh, which is why they're so manipulative. Right. They try to gain control because they're afraid. Um, psychopaths don't have a fear. And that's that. That's one of the things that I think they made, you know, they, they really 
took that definition of a psychopath, I feel like, and kind of just just grabbed onto it and went because, you know, um, Jacob shows a lot of instances where he he just lacks self-control. Yeah. And also has that impulsivity. Is it impulsivity or impulsiveness? I don't know which one it is, but whichever one it is. Pick um, the right one. That one. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> you know, there are two times in the movie that I can remember that he demonstrates that really well. And that's the one time where he just kind of, you know, he's walking with his friends and he's holding that brick and yes. over the highway, right? And his friend's like, you know, don't do it. And he's like, three, two, and he just drops and he it. He does some Macaulay Culkin good even, son shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is Mr. Highway impression. Yeah. I love it. Who did not think that when they saw this movie? Yeah. You saw this movie. And you've seen The Good Son. You know, right away, you're like, Macaulay Culkin, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. And he was an evil little bastard, too. He was a piece of shit in that movie, too. I don't care if he was a kid. He was a piece of shit. Well, he's supposed to be a little shit kid. Yeah. Even so much that his mom lets him go at the end and saves Frodo. This is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Someone had to take the ring to Mordor. Right. Well, it could have been Sam. Not for nothing. Well, it kind of was. That's what I'm saying, yeah. It kind of was Sam. Frodo. You know, okay. You know what? Not Let's not get into that. that. <laughs> Let's not get into the Lord of the Rings. What? Um, but there's that time. So he's he's holding the brick, right? And then he just lets go of it. There's, there isn't a moment's hesitation. No. He holds it over the thing and he's like, uh, what does he say? Oh, natural selection. Yeah. Right? And just drops the brick without even a yeah. nothing. And then just, hmm, let's run. Um, and then there's that other time where he's got the the shock collar around his neck and um, pumps yeah. it up to a, to a eight. level eight. Yeah. And with just three, two, one, boom, hits the button. You, you know, know what, what I mean? Yeah. Like there isn't like a, you know, you you put a shock collar around your neck, you, you're gonna hesitate. I, I think most people are gonna be like, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. You gotta I don't like, think work so. yourself up to it. No, I, I disagree. Well, I disagree. I, if you're gonna do it, you just have to do it. You'll I, never do I it. I think it's otherwise. different when you have the collar around your neck. Mm. I think all of I think I think a lot of us would think yes, objectively, that's the right way to do it. If you're gonna if you're gonna shock yourself with a shock rip the collar, band-aid off, just do yeah. it. But like, I think when you've got the thing around your neck, uh, I think things change. Yeah, I've never and done that. You might not quite just be so like, yeah, fuck it, you know what I mean, and hit the button. I know I would definitely hesitate. I would need a minute. I, all right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold, I, I'm gonna do it. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I know I would do that. I'd hit the button. You just hit right it. away. Yeah. Otherwise, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> Which is probably yeah. The smart thing would be to not do it. Right. So my natural inclination would be, I'll just do it. <laughs> because I know this is stupid. So if I think about it, I'm just not going to do it. So I'm not going to think about it and do the stupid thing. <laughs> Especially at that age. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Thankfully, I never had that idea. Well, thankfully, you never that. had the, the collar. Because if you had had a collar, you might have had that idea. Yeah, I never had a shot collar. I never there had the idea know. to buy one for that purpose well, either. They, it's a good thing. So look, Those things are awful. So Narrowly escaped that experience. Um, but yeah, he, he just hits the button without even a thought. So, yeah. you know, um, you know, being impulsive and, and not fearing consequences. That's also a big part of being a psychopath. Mm. That's one of the three... Uh, the three dark personalities, uh, what they call the dark triad. Yeah. Um, I really like this uh, realm of psychology. Mm. They call the dark triad. Um, yeah. You know, the psychopath, the narcissist, and the Machiavellian, which is kind of like a in-between being a psychopath and a narcissist. A half and a half. Yeah, mm. basically. But we see portions of this, though, at this point, too, though, right, where – 
after he ties his mother up, his mother refuses to sort of cooperate. And he's forced, in his mind, to to use the taser on his mom. And once he does, and she sort of passes out, you know, he uses the taser while she's tied up and she passes out and he gets super duper scared. You know, he takes the gas mask off, you know, he panics and tries to wake, wake her up. You know what I mean? Yeah, but he uses that bullshit language. Why did you make me do that? Of course. I didn't want to have to do that. Yes, he blames her for his behavior. Right, of course. That's the, that's the sociopath. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, but the, but he's doing, he's nervous and panicked and seemingly worried, but it doesn't seem to be for anyone's benefit. It's not like, so people are watching me behave this because he's the only one in the room. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not for anyone. It's not a show for anyone. It's just for him. That's not true. All the cameras are rolling. I don't think he's thinking about that. I think he is. I don't think so. And well, after that, then he winds up locking her in the closet. Mm-hmm. You know, when she comes to, now she's in the closet where the computer was and whatnot. And she's locked in there with a camera mm-hmm. and a screen. And... The doorknob, again, is hooked up to an elaborate setup of car batteries mm-hmm. where she touches the doorknob, she, you know, she she's allergic to it. Yeah, yeah, she gets a big shock. And she's in there for an indeterminate amount of time. Yeah, we don't really quite know. We don't know. Right. And But long enough where she's in there with... Um, how long do you think she's in there? I don't know. If I remember what he says, and don't forget, he's a planner. Yeah. Um, he says that by the time the alarm goes off and she can come out, he'll be at school. Right. Right. It seems that she gets put in there in the evening. Mm. Right. And then she's not able to come out until sometime in the afternoon. Yeah. True. Right. True. But then it seems like um, she might be in there longer because uh, I don't think. So what ends up happening, because we can't really talk about the one without the other. Um, is that once she's actually finally let out of the closet, she ends up stabbing her son. Yeah, yeah, she so does. So she kills him in the she end. She does. And, um, but how did she get out of the closet? <laughs> so while she's in there, she takes all her wire hangers, because I guess um, she'd never seen Mommy Dearest. <laughs> yeah, she closes the camera. Um, she covers the camera so Jacob can't see what she's doing. Right. Um, she takes the wire hangers in her closet and makes like an elaborate like uh helmet and not, not elaborate but she like coils them together and just makes trying like to kind of makes like a she yeah she makes a mask and it goes around her arm too she has a thing that goes around her fingers up her arm around her face so that you know she's like basically threatening him right back uh she seems to know that well she's also she's also trying to play on his um I mean, she should be manipulating him at this point, not for mm-hmm. nothing. At this, you know, like after after being put in a closet, yeah, I think she should be manipulating yeah. him to let her out. But you know, she's like, "Your mother needs a glass of water." She doesn't say, "I need a glass of yeah. water." She says, "Your mother needs a glass yeah. of water." You know, and uh, and then she she you know makes it uh, set up. Yeah, yeah, she makes her hang her face mask and a thing puts around her arm and stuff. So she threatens to touch the doorknob, knowing that like she'll get this awful electric shock probably knock her out or kill her whatever she doesn't know so she's threatening jacob and then at what point she does it yeah you know she she wraps herself uh with 
the hangers um, and touches the door and he sees the zap on yeah. the out, you know, because he's watching the camera on the outside. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so he sees the zapping and he knows it's her in there and he panics. Yeah. And he can't open yeah. the door because it's all hooked up. So he has to unhook. He's panicking, going back and forth, trying to figure out a way to move the batteries off of the, mm-hmm. you know, uh, off the doorknob. So he doesn't get electrocuted. Right. You know, so this takes some time. Yeah. To him to kind of figure it out. He's not prepared. He wasn't expecting for her to do that. That's you know? for sure. And she sees, I mean, she sees the in to do this because while he has planned out part two of his movie for her to say, no, that she's going to kill herself and this, that, and the other, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which she refuses to do, where she says, I killed, you know, I'm the psychopath. I did, I told my brother to shoot all those people and whatnot. So she refuses to say it. And she's like, well, what are you going to do? And you can see at this point, this is where Jacob starts to unwind and turn into a kid and not this manipulative adult anymore, yeah. where he reverts back into sort of this tantrumy, not getting what he wants yeah. kind of attitude where he's like, I don't want to hurt you. I don't want to do, you know, I don't want these things to happen. Just say it. Right. You know, and she was refusing because I think she knows that he's not looking, you know, she doesn't, but she believes there's some humanity left in her son where he's not going to do anything and she's not going to, she's not playing around anymore. She's not going to, she has nothing left. She's not going to play his games and give him what he wants. Right. You know, so I think this is combination. So that's when she does that, you know, crazy face hanger thing. Mm-hmm. Which is nuts because it kind of it goes from black and it kind of the screen turns on, and you see this shit all over her face. Yeah, and you're like, and you're like what, what the, the fuck? fuck is that? I know, it's really jarring. <laughs> yeah, and I'm gonna tell you something. Maybe it's like the real easy out. That is the coolest fucking part of this movie. <laughs> is when that kind of comes up, you're like, oh fuck, what is that? <laughs> yeah. What is happening now? Because at this part of the movie, nothing is going like you think it's going. Yeah, you know, from the beginning, the movie is very slow. In, in its pace, yes. the first like two thirds of the movie, mm-hmm. when it gets to that point where Abby wakes up and finds out that Jacob knows about the cameras and ties her up, then that's where the movie shifts. It goes slow to a much faster pace, I think. And yeah. what's not this slow buildup, it's pretty immediate. It's kind of like on a, it pivots on a dime, yeah. you know, and it goes to places that you don't see coming, you know, yeah. and that's like a theme. This movie is stuff that is alluded to and you don't see it, but it's never what you think. Right. You know, it's never quite what your expectation, what you're led to believe or your assumptions, you know? I agree. A hundred percent. And yeah. And I think that's the first time, a lot of the charm of this movie was the first time was that thing was like, it's not going where I think it's going, you know, mm-hmm. where I'm like, okay, the school shooter thing. Okay. That's where it's leading up to. It's not the way it's leading up to. Right. Leading up to this, you know, he's, you know, everything you, points you to a direction it's not going you know a lot of misdirection which is fun when you don't get what you expect out of these kinds of movies i like that you know you like to be surprised in that oh absolutely you know and that yeah there's nothing where you're just like i didn't know that was gonna happen yeah (laughs) it makes (laughs) it for a lot more fun of a movie to watch yeah um which i think which i think maybe this movie suffers maybe it's kind of to its detriment in in a way right because you can watch The Sixth Sense and like, okay, it's a good movie. That's a crazy twist. Watch it again. It's like, it's okay. But like the whole thing at the end is like, oh, I, you know, he's dead. Okay. Yeah. 
But once you know that, okay, I get it. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't need to see this again. Right. You know, if, if you've watched Sixth Sense more than once, you know it's just a big case of diminishing returns. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that shit don't hold up on, than, on yeah. viewing five that did on viewing one. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So then, I, so then it actually kind of becomes boring. And this is what the I'm Sixth saying. Sense is like a really boring movie when I you agree. know like what's coming. Yes. You know what I mean? When you've seen it, you're like, all right, I know, I know. Yeah. The, yeah yes. That's why he does it. Oh, okay. We you get have it. to have something else in there to keep it entertaining. Yeah. And when yeah. the entertainment comes from the fact that you don't know what's happening, which is great on viewing one. The first time you see it, it's great. And viewing two. I don't know if I – maybe that's situational. I don't know if that's blanket. You know? For me, I get a lot out of the second one too. The second one maybe because maybe you get a chance to see things you didn't see before and you can start to make those connections. You see it now you knowing know? what you knew. Right. You know what I mean? I think you, you actually end up seeing more the second time just because like now you're seeing it from a different perspective. Maybe you get so a different experience. More, yeah. Right. Okay. Maybe you get a different Those movies have experience. two viewings. I'm telling you. Like, okay. They have, there's two. That Remember we, we talked about that when we did Hell House. Yeah. It's like yeah. once you see it, like there's really no point in seeing it again. Yes. You know what happens. You yeah. know what I mean? But it's like, no, 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 because then you see it again, and then you see all the little things that happen in the background because you already saw what happened in the foreground. So now you're looking at what's happening in the background. Um, you know, those kinds of movies, they have two viewings. That's where we separate. And that's it. Because <laughs> I didn't like Hell House one, two, or three. Yeah, I know. You know, um, I really liked it. That's fine. Yeah. I just, I, I, I'm those found footage movies, I can't handle them. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I'm just too fucking dumb. I don't have. The, I, I, I can't. I don't think it has anything to do with intelligence. You know what it is? <laughs> I think uh, it's a preference. I don't know if it's a preference because I watch these movies and I'm always looking for what else. Uh-huh. I'm never looking at the foreground, right? I'm never looking at what's happening in front. I'm always waiting for the other thing. I'm looking what's behind the people talking, oh. what's around it, and I get distracted. You forget, and I'm always waiting for something else. Which should I be seeing? That you can see it again. That's that's your problem. Maybe you know what I mean. But it ruins. The, it makes me not want to watch it again because I've, it's been ruined. I've already sabotaged myself. Right. You well, know that's what, what I'm mean? saying. You're sabotaging yourself. Oh yeah. I, I, yeah, I do that. Just let constantly. the movie take you where it's going to take you, and then yeah. the second time you see it. Then you look for the other stuff. You know me. I, I need to have the whole thing right away. I don't like to do this again and again and revisit things. I need to do it all the right way the first time so I can move on. It's about efficiency. You You're know so what I mean? Norwegian. Whatever. All right. <laughs> you say it like it's a bad thing. So, so this movie, again, like watching it for this, like, I like the twists and turns. That to me, that was the fun part of this movie. Watching it again, I was like, <clears throat> then I started to I find myself nitpicking at things. You know what I mean? Looking for things to be like, but what about that? Well, mm-hmm. why that doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? I, and maybe it's just maybe that's what's what it is, is nitpicking at things, you know, that maybe aren't don't need to be pulled apart and sort of, you know, put under that magnifying glass, maybe. Okay. You know? Maybe that's it. But I do like those twists and turns. And this movie does, the last third of this movie, or last three minutes, whatever it is, is a lot of those twists and turns where you see different sides of of them. And almost maybe... Of both of them, Of both sure. of them. And maybe even switching roles. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Where it's no longer Jacob that's being watched. It's Abby being watched. Yeah. And it's no longer this sort of... um, In a position of... Jacob's not doing what Abby wants anymore. Now it's Jacob making Abby do what, what he wants. No. 
You know what See, I mean? See, he thinks so. It actually turns out to be the other way around. Abby actually ends up being the one in, the, in control. Well. At, toward the end. Well, at the end. You know uh, what I mean? I think Jacob thinks he's in control. But Well, that's evidenced um, by the fact that he can't get her to do what he wants. Right. You know? You know, and she, she's like, I'm not going to do it. She figures out a way to not have to. She ends up getting so angry by the end that she just, all right, kills off and she fucking stabs him. Yeah, when when he she finally lost it. Right, when he finally opens the door and he's able to figure out how to open the door without getting electric mm-hmm. shocked himself, she had a knife in that closet from yeah, an earlier scene in the movie. She mm-hmm. just sort of walked in with it and put it down without sort of thinking twice right, about and it. Right, you, forget, you kind of forget that I called, I don't yep. know if you remember, I was like, when she was in that closet, I was like, the knife is still there. Yep. <laughs> I called it and you're like, I don't know. I'm like, no, it's in, I'm telling you, it's in there and that, that's how See, she's getting I thought, out. Like, I, I remember that the knife was in there, but I kind of thought maybe he also had it. You mm. know what I mean? Like maybe she wouldn't have it in there with her. Maybe she would have forgotten. Maybe that maybe was a thing. Maybe he would have yeah. found it. She'd look you know for it. I mean? Maybe he'd show it on the screen. Exactly. Like, yeah, looking for this. Yeah, exactly. No. That's kind yeah. of what I thought might happen. I knew it. I I, I called it. That was too the, thorough. That was the one. And that's the thing. You know, that was maybe a little. Yeah. Well, maybe not out of character. Maybe maybe watching a bunch of videos um, of your mom, you know, calling you a creep and basically yeah. talking about how much she really kind of hates you. Yeah. Um, will make you not notice, you know, um, stuff around you. you also. Might not be looking so hard. You're right. You're right. And also, and I didn't think about this. There are parts when Abby's in the closet and also I think even other parts of the movie where she's not in the closet yet, where he's putting on his mother's clothes. Yeah. And he's parading around in that silk robe. In her robe. And yeah. that and that like moisturizing mask mm-hmm. that she had on. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's kinda like looking into the camera and kind of doing a little sachet kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Which really fucking weird. Yeah, he he mouths her like she's like screaming. She's screaming, the, yes, through the wall and looking right into the camera. Yeah, yes. and the pinhole, the the picture frame camera mm-hmm. she has in the in the living room. Yeah, and he's like mouthing her her words like as she's like screaming through the wall. Yeah, that's some Buffalo Bill. Shit. <laughs> you know, I I guess I didn't really. I mean, I don't. Maybe that's a part of the psychology that I don't understand. Mm. Um, I didn't really get. Uh, but then again, I guess why not too? I mean, what's the whatever? I mean, maybe I don't know. And maybe that—that's another reason why maybe I'm looking at the roles being reversed. Also, now he's wearing these things, and mm. and now no, but don't forget in, he wore it earlier in the movie um, as well, right? Right. She catches him in her robe in some weird corner of the house that they don't really go. I don't know. Remember that he's like in some room? Yeah. Like underneath a, it looks like he built a fort or something like, like a, that. Yeah. And he pops out and he's like, she's like, are you wearing my robe? Yeah. Well, I think also, too, like the fact that like in the beginning or throughout the movie, the you know, he's in the bedroom banging on the door and yelling, you know, banging around and yelling. Not necessarily the door, but mm-hmm. he's throwing shit around and yelling and mm-hmm. she's outside, you know, reacting. Mm-hmm. And now at the end of the movie, she's the one who's behind closed doors right. yelling and banging around and he's sitting there reacting right you know so that those there is some maybe not a complete but there is some role reversal there at the end you know absolutely no i think there there's definitely a role reversal you know you know i think i feel like the i remember watching the movie thinking like all right she's she's in control now like she knows what's mm. what's going on right and then no and then a no 
bigger way do we see that is once the door opens and Abby comes flying out of this room. Yeah. With a with the knife from before like that we just mentioned. Myers. Like Mike Myers with a fried fucking face mm-hmm. and just goes ham with this yeah, knife. Yeah, she's gotta stab him like four times and yes. then and then with, they, you know, yeah. they they exchange some dialogue about, you know, they're just there are other small things about the movie that I don't, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not really so sure they're really worth. Not like they're that they're not important. Not, ugh, sorry, not that they're not interesting, but they're just not really like, uh, well, what do you call it? Relevant. Yeah, to the conversation. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. Um, having yeah, a hard time. Is... Well, words are evaporating out of my head. Words are hard. Words are hard. Well, this is definitely by no stretch a complete part of the movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, like you said, she's stabbing him like four times, five times. He's like, you don't see it. It's kind of off camera, but you hear that what, knife. squelching noise? <laughs> We'd like that. Squelch. <laughs> We'd like that word in this podcast. Squelch. Squelch. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it is. We hear the, the knife squelch, mm-hmm. you know, of, um, of I her. I love that sound. Yes. The word squelch. It's a good Great. word. I agree. Squelch. Squelch. It's funny. That's a that's a word. You know the sound, but it doesn't sound like the sound. Yeah, it does. You think so? The word sounds. Yeah. It's it's uh. What's the? It's not onomatopoeia. What is it? Um, where the word is the same as the sound. Oh, I have no idea. Uh, it's is it onomatopoeia? Eh, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that is. But I don't get that squelch. But I hear it. I'm like, I know what that sound is. Mm. You know, and she's doing it. We have a very noisy neighborhood today. Yeah, which is terrible because it's a Thursday at twelve forty in the morning, or Friday twelve forty in the morning. Very annoying. Very annoying. Yeah, you know, and there's a part in this movie where there's where Abby shows pictures that what the hell is his name? Jacob. The, <laughs> what the hell is his name? Where Jacob uh, drew as a kid. And it was a picture of a of a person with a baby in her belly. Yeah. And with the baby is coming out with a knife. You know, the baby has a knife and like kind of busting out of the belly. And it's a very crude kid's drawing. And there's a few of those drawings that were shown throughout. It was mentioned briefly in the movie. And that was it. At the end, when she's stabbing him, he starts laughing. Yeah. And she says, what are you laughing about? And he said, the baby in the picture. That's you. Yeah, you're the baby in the belly. You're the baby in the belly. Mm-hmm. He knows that. I think he only said that to piss her off because he knows that that's something that she seems to. Okay. So, like, don't forget. Okay. These are pictures that, according to her, um, first of all, she felt the need to document, right? So, he's yeah. he's watched her talk about these pictures. Not just... Yeah. Um, to the camera, but also to her therapist, or yes. to her old psychiatrist, or whatever. Um, so there's that. Uh, she mentions it a couple times, and then he also kept them. Don't forget, like they were pulled out of the garbage can, right? Because how many? Right. She's like, oh, some of them were pulled out of the garbage can. That means that like she tried to throw some of them away, right? And I he kept them that. because he has them up on his wall, yeah, in the closet. So they're obviously yeah. important to him for some reason, and they're behind his his um, shirts, right? So it's not like they're on some prominent part of the wall. They're in his closet, behind, you know, hidden behind his his clothing. Yeah, doesn't seem like something he necessarily wants 
you know, on display uh, for everyone to see, just for him. Yeah. So they, they're obviously important to him somehow. You're right. I forgot about that part of it. Yeah. I forgot about that part. You know, as we're talking about it, my ideas are shifting about this movie. You know, it's weird. <laughs> I'm making a weird face. That's what she's like. I know. <laughs> um, yeah, my ideas are shifting. I may have to reevaluate maybe my opinion on it after this. Yeah, it sounds like you kind of like it more than you thought you did. Maybe, maybe so. Maybe talking through it, mm-hmm. you know, and hearing, you know, your perspective and, mm-hmm. you know, going through it. Maybe my idea is shifting on it. <laughs> I hesitate to watch it a third time. Yeah. Then I'm like, no, no. Yeah. Either it either solidifies like I don't or it turns me again. Mm. Am I that easily persuaded and manipulated by Jacob and his mother? <laughs> Possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So after she kills her son, she calls 911 and reports herself as um, as having killed her son. Mm-hmm. And she makes her way into the living room to find a ex- find an extension cord fashioned into a noose. Right. So during, but during the time that she was in the closet, he had told her that that what she was essentially going to be doing was making videos, um, uh, talking about how he's not the psychopath; she's the psychopath, and right. that she was going to end up like hanging herself while he was um, in school. Right. So. So that noose was there because he he essentially put it there, yes. uh, you know, and had told his mother that, you know, before the day was over, she was going to hang herself. Right. For like, I, you know, that's the kind of the thing is like, tor- like throughout this movie, I was kind of like, all right, like I kind of get it from both sides. Yeah. But then once he ties his mom up and all that starts to happen, I'm like, OK, that took me like right out of it. Right. So the noose, depersonalized it w- way because I, yeah. I just felt like that was my mom and I had our our share of screaming matches and things flying around the room and just it, it's it's happened. Sure. I ever set up a noose in the living room for her to hang herself yeah. with and tell no. her that she was going to go hang herself today. Yeah, that's an extreme. You know, even if it got to the point where you got so, you know, dysregulated and angry. That you started doing things that you weren't really thinking about. Uh, you start tying up your mom. You know what I mean? Like right. I, I don't. I, I couldn't personally, personally see myself doing it. But like you could see how a person could get so angry and dysregulated where they start doing these things to someone, to to the person who they're fighting with, right? Yeah. And not, you know, just losing sight of what's happening, like, in reality, you know? Yeah. Um, But th- it gets to a point, you know, it's like, it's okay. If I can buy him tying his mom up in the first place and tasing her, all right. But the noose thing, I, I had like a, I had a really hard time, um... It wasn't like so much about believing it. It was more like. I agree. That hit me weird. I was like, really? But then it took it a step further with the message on the phone about it was a Jacob. It was a message Jacob filmed himself sort of talking to his mom Mm -hmm. saying, hey, you know, I wasn't going to make you hang yourself like like I'm sorry for doing all this. But I got I saw all those videos and I got so angry. You know, I didn't know what to do, and I just wanted you to feel 
the way I felt. The way I felt, you know, yeah. when I'm watching those videos. After hearing that, what did you think? Do you think a video like that was sincere or do you think that was him knowing full along like this is him? It's just another another step in the game. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. I didn't have a I don't have a clear cut answer either. I was wondering if you had a I don't know. Hmm. I think it's really hard to tell. Yeah. Um he doesn't make things very clear hmm. when it comes to stuff like that. Yeah. I almost I find myself wanting to believe that. Because I think then that would make it a tragic story as opposed to one that was left that was just like uh more ambiguous. You know, because if I think like, oh he he did sort of mean that, then mm-hmm. it's like, oh, that's a real tragic story because the whole thing was supposed to be that she was supposed to be let out of the room when an alarm went off and that he would be at school he'd be at school so she would come out into the living room and see um i guess the phone would be there it's on the the step stool right exactly with the message from from him right um i thought you know because of the idea of the school shootings i i thought that he was supposed to be shooting his school up while she was stuck in the closet right and that she would be let out while he was like still in school right and i thought that they were they were like trying to say like he's like oh i'll still be in school like okay is this when he's gonna shoot his school up now right um you kept waiting and like for that she's part to in and like i mean it, it just kept the whole movie that's all they kept talking about like it, yeah. i felt like they just kept alluding to him shooting up his school i thought that that was going to be the the thing that happened yeah for sure um so when he's like you know the door will open of course i'll still be in school i'm thinking to myself like okay he's gonna lock his mom in the closet shoot his school up while she's locked in the closet so she can't stop him and she's the only one that knows that he's capable of doing this no one else believes it right so like she knows he's capable of doing this right Right. and that this is what she thinks is what i thought was going to happen was that he was going to lock her in the closet, shoot his school up, and then have an alarm go off and let her out of the closet, like in time for her to ti- see what the aftermath or or whatever. after it yeah, had happened, exactly. and then now figure out what you want to do. Right here it is. Now you now you have to clean up my mess essentially. Right. Or you know what looking I mean? at are you the news, hang yourself? yeah. Or you're going to exactly. just kind of here's your exactly. way out. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. That's right. kind of where I thought he was going with that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying like I'm disappointed that that didn't happen. Yeah, of course, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know that's a diabolical plan. I'm not yeah, so sure that's anyone fucked really up. wants to listen to their 17 or any 17 year old child, 16 year old child, um, come up with. So uh, I'm not gonna say I'm. Uh, but I guess I mean maybe it does make sense because you know after all you know he might he is very smart and all of that, but he is also just he's also 17. Right, he's still a kid. You know what right. I mean, and he's bound to. You know, he's not a criminal mastermind. You know, he's a seventeen-year-old kid. Right. There are going to be holes in his in his plans. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I think he underestimated his mom a little bit. Definitely. You know. Um, underestimated underestimated his mom and overestimated himself. Yeah. You know, he thought very highly of himself, for sure. Yeah. And I think at the end there. So after she plays the 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 video, you know, and she's just kind of. Let's it go. The credits are rolling off to the side, and you're watching for about a minute and a half. You're just looking at Abby staring at the the news, mm-hmm. you know. And it to me, it doesn't look like she's contemplating whether she's going to use it. It's just this blank stare, mm-hmm. you know. What I mean, unless that's what I got. I'm just staring at it. 
Yeah, she just kind of stands there and stares up at it. Yeah, it's not really, to me, at least I didn't get the fact, like, I was waiting for either to pull it down or to go in it because mm-hmm. she did call 911 and report right. herself. So, you know, either one would have made sense, I thought. But yeah, you don't there's get no, any... um, there's no, again, it's it's also not clear at the end what, what happens. Yeah. Um, you know, we see after, so she's standing there, are, are, is is she going to hang herself? Are the police going to come get her? Right. You know, we don't, we don't really learn that. Yeah. Um, but what we do learn though, is that the footage ends up being uploaded to the internet somehow. Yes. Because, um, you know, the next scene is another mother watching, watching her videos, you know, her own son comes home and, you know, throws a bag on the counter or yeah. seems to, you know, have a louder personality. And she's, he's like, what are you watching? Nothing. And she's then he closes the laptop right? and then, you know, that's um, it in the movie. And then you're like, all right, wait. So now it got uploaded to the internet. Okay. So Who did what that? happened? Exactly. Who did, did that? Jacob upload it? Did she upload it? Like, I don't know if, if, you know, did, did Jacob upload it all? Cause it goes to his cloud. No. Um, right. So maybe he uploaded all the footage. Uh, just why not? I don't think he did it. I don't think Jacob did it. Maybe she did in between, um, you know, her calling the police and whatever happens after that. I mean, right. maybe she goes, maybe she goes to jail, you know, mm-hmm. maybe she hangs herself. I'm not really so sure what happens to Abby, but, you know, I, either she or her son have to have uploaded that somewhere. I think it was, I think it was a hacker. Because <laughs> it got uploaded to, to Jacob, uh, Jake's iCloud. At least that's what he had said. He uploaded all of it to his yeah. own iCloud. So then, this is my theory. Are you ready? Okay. So, no, he copied it over. Right. But that's the thing. So there's still her copy. And there she is, still has access to the computer, which has his iCloud account on but it. For so a cer- but for a certain amount of time, right? The cops are on their way. So this is what I think happened. <laughs> so what happens is this. The cops come. They get Abby. Abby does not hang herself. Mm-hmm. She gets caught. It becomes a big story because it's Parm, Ohio. Who the fuck knows what that is? No one knows, right? (laughs) So it's a big deal, right? Because it's a crazy story, Mm -hmm. you know? And it opens up this big dialogue on mental health and school shootings and surveillance and all these things, right? So it sets up this big nationwide uh, uh, or at least local or statewide uh, conversation, right? And she's this center of controversy some people maybe think she's a hero some people think she's a villain whatever it may be just like we are you know is she a hero she's a villain maybe it's more mixture you know what i mean gray and somebody because it's up because you can get anything in the, the, the cloud right you can just hack it right and somebody took went into jacob's icloud and they ripped it out and they put it up on the internet and that's how this one's watching it that's my theory some random hacker. Yes. Because it's such a big story. It's not like it's just some rando fucking dick. Yeah, it's possible. Like it's a big story. Yeah. You know, like, okay. oh. And she said, you know, like some 2020 exclusive, you know, well, this interview with Abby uh, uh, Bell. Mm-hmm. And she says, well, I, I set up these cameras and this, that, and the other. And so everyone knows these cameras are there. So someone who knows what they're doing mm-hmm. went and got in there and got it and uploaded it to like 4chan. And <laughs> oh, after 4chan, it went, it. it went out and spread like wildfire. Yeah. You know? 
And that's how this woman found it. And that's how it happened. It's a really, that's a believable way. Why not? Why not? Why not? Yeah. I yeah. don't know. I could totally see that. Happening. That's that one theory. <laughs> not My bad. Other theory. You should write the, um, the aftermath sequel. Mm, I have to write that part though. How that happened. Mm. Mom fan fiction. Do it. Wow. I don't know if I got that kind of time. <laughs> well, my second theory uh-huh. is a leprechaun did it. A leprechaun. So maybe you can. How'd that pick. happen? Well, this is what happened. As you can tell by the weather, it was after March, and that would be when St. Patrick's Day is. Uh-huh. Right? So it was after that. So the whole year goes by. Yeah. Right? And the house that they live in is sort of run down. And because no one lives there and Abby's not making the mortgage payments and no one wants to buy that house or live in that house because of all the crazy shit mm-hmm. that happened. Of course. Mm-hmm. Right. But, you know, and on St. Patrick's Day, because like they were Irish. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm, Are just they? Make, I'm just making that up. Okay. And so for the sake of leprechaun. So the leprechaun. <laughs> right. Just comes out of like, like, oh, so of course, duh. So, you know, this house is kind of run down and people kind of come in and see it. You know, there's creeps who kind of have to see like murder sites and things like that. Oh, yeah. You know, just like in Breaking Bad. Remember after Walter White, everyone moves out. Then, like, mm-hmm. They move in, they spray paint the walls mm-hmm. and, you know, they do the whole. Basically turns it into a crack house. Though. Exactly. Yeah, it's all fucked up. Right. So they, this kind of happens to their house, too, because it's all kind of fucked up. Mm-hmm. But then somebody comes in and they find Jacob's gas mask. <gasps> right. And then someone, you know, sits there and it's a little dusty because it's been like a year, right? Mm-hmm. So someone rubs the dust off and they see the swastika, right? But then a Nazi, uh, a Nazi leprechaun comes out of the gas mask. A Nazi leprechaun. Yeah, Nazi le- pops out. I was like, whoo! Uh huh. And he comes out, and he's like, ooh! And he's like, I'll grant you three wishes. And the guy's like, um, I, I want to see what happened. That's one of the wishes? Yeah, he wants to see what happened because uh-huh. he's there. Right. Because he's sure. interested in it, Naturally, of course. Yeah, yeah, this is yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So the leprechaun pops out. He's, leprechaun, this one's going to give wishes. He's not going to leave you to the pot of gold. It's weird. So he definitely gives him three wishes. And <laughs> his first wish is to see what, the, what happened, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so he says, okay. And he lets it. You know, he just puts it out there mm-hmm. on the internet because he can do that because he's a magic leprechaun that came out of a Nazi gas mask and then so they can do that. <laughs> and the other two wishes, <laughs> the guy was like, I don't know what the other two wishes, I don't know what Probably I want. more crack. I have to think about it. So the leprechaun's like, okay. And then he's waiting and the leprechaun gets tired of waiting and then he sticks his head in the sodium, in the, in the, in the thing. Sodium hydroxide. Yeah. And he puts his face in it because there's a big tank of it because why not? We don't know. Maybe there is. And he sticks his face in it and he burns that guy and he dies. Mm. But the point is, that's how the that's footage got uploaded. Oh. And that's that's the other fan fiction. Fantastic. Yeah. So you can pick which one that it I'm is going true. I'm Nazi leprechaun. I think that's a more fun option. 1,000% Nazi leprechaun. Yeah. Definitely so, a Nazi leprechaun. That's my answer. I'm going with that one. Yep. I like it. I like it too. Where's it going? I just thought of it just now. Fantastic. Nazi leprechaun that came out of a Nazi <laughs> Nice. Hey, cool. It's as good a reason as any other. Absolutely. But what's interesting though, for real, <laughs> in the movie, like this could be a fun like sequel or like a little franchise where like because it's called the name of the movie is Mothers of Monsters. Mm. Right. Next family. 
Right. This is what I'm saying. Maybe yeah. the woman who was watching. Yeah. You, you could, it's easy to fall into a trap of making the same exact movie or like this. Well, every kid could be different, right? Every parent dynamic, every parent child dynamic can be different. Yeah. You'd have to lose the found footage thing. No, it'd have to always be found footage as a thing. Man, I don't know. You can't lose the found. That's the whole, the, you know, the moms are making the videos and stuff like that. But it does totally set itself up for a sequel. Oh, yeah, for I'd sure. I'd watch the second one. I'd watch another one. Yeah. If yeah. they made a, if they, if it was a Mothers of Monsters, like, you know, a series right. of movies. Yeah. I'd watch them. Okay. Yeah, I, I'd, you know, I'd do it too. It's a good, um, yeah, it might not have that, like, rewatchability um, to it, but... I still like it as a movie. I really, I really like, I like the acting. Yeah, the acting is really um, good. You know, and I liked, I, I liked the dynamic between Abby and Jacob. I like the story. I like the idea behind it. And I mm-hmm. like the acting, you know, I think some of the, I think it gets a little wishy-washy mm-hmm. in certain parts, mm-hmm. you know, it gets a little vague and a little fuzzy, but overall I did like it. Mm-hmm. You know, it made me question it on the second run. I don't know about a third. I don't know if I, I don't hey, know listen, just like when I went to see Fight Club that first time I walked out, sometimes yeah. it's just the way that you walk into a movie. That's true. You know what I mean? It That's can, true. Uh, it can really affect the way that that you uh, receive it. That's a good point. So maybe I'll maybe I'll return. Maybe put some space between the show and uh, and the movie. And give I'll it a third watch. It. A, give it another watch one day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's Mom, Mothers of Monsters. Yeah. You know that was a really. Uh, that was a different different show, different movie. Different show, different movie for mm-hmm. sure. You know, not a lot of room for um our usual divergent paths of of uh, uh hypotheticals. You yeah. know, I mean aside from naturally the Nazi leprechaun and the Nazi gas mask. But aside from That's that fantastic. there's not a thank you. Not a whole lot of room for, you know, jumping off the path like we usually do. Yeah. But still, I think um, a good conversation nonetheless. Mm-hmm. So with that. I'd say give it a watch. Yeah, I'd say for give sure. it a watch for sure. It's an interesting movie and it's yeah. a fun take, I think, on that found footage genre too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a uh, it's different. Mm-hmm. Definitely know. different. Yeah, it adds a little something. It's not that shaky cam nonsense that's always around. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a little tired of that. Uh, but definitely give it a watch. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I want to go to bed. Yeah. I'm tired. Me too. All right. All right, so that's it for us. Yeah. We will be back next week. See you maybe next week. Hopefully next week. Yeah, I think shit's been getting crazy. It's been getting crazy, but yeah. I think if we can get this up, we'll see. You know, next week I think we have some time. That would be cool. Yeah, that's my goal. All right, we're gonna get All there. Right. We're gonna get there. All right, see we're you on the flippy flop. On the, <laughs> I love when you say that. <laughs> you still there? <laughs> You better be.